You're listening to the Sexy Vampire Teeth Podcast. You, you. Yo, Justin, what's up? Ugh. <laughs> oh, that sounds like a man who just saw Exodus Believer. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I, I did that. All right, so I, I should start by saying that initially, right, we had talked about, I think, in the beginning of the month, on the podcast, that, um, and, and off, that we're going to watch this movie together. This year, we saw um, two movies together, right, apart. We watched Scream 6, and then we saw mm-hmm. uh, the uh, Evil Dead movie, Evil Dead Rise. Yeah. So we, we watched those together apart in the theaters, and we, we talked about it, and our plan was to do that for this movie as well. Well... The movie got pushed up, um, which is kind of odd, but and uh, got terrible reviews, and including one from Justin that I heard briefly over text. And uh, so we kind of decided to course correct a little bit. And uh, since Justin saw it, and me and Matt decided that we might, we're just going to kind of wait for it at this point to come out streaming, um, we just uh, switched this to a quick bite, and we'll talk about the episode. We'll talk about the movie. Uh, where, where Justin thought about it. And I guess in a spoiler-ish free uh, version? I mean, we'll get into a little bit. Yeah, um, I'll put it this way. If you don't want to know, know anything about the movie, uh, Matt, <laughs> so don't, don't listen to this. But, don't listen um, to this one now. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I guess we'll just try to keep it to minor spoilers. Cause I don't want to know everything either. But I, from what I heard, like Peacock's going to be streaming this movie in a couple of weeks maybe, like right before Thanksgiving, so... Um, people that are waiting to see could just probably see it that way. So, and I'm not yeah. trying to just just to be just to be clear. I'm not trying to be like one of those assholes that like uh, oh don't go to the movies and whatever like just stream everything. But um, you know it's hard to go to the movies for anybody. Uh, it's expensive. It's time consuming. And I I get that. You know like hardcore movie fans. I, I you know they go all the time. I don't know that I'm really in that uh, you know that 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 field. But. Um, I'll see a couple things throughout the year, you know, that look pretty good and sport theaters and stuff like that, and just have that experience. When it's when it's a bad movie, you don't really want to like do that necessarily. So I, you know, I always try to pick and choose. I think most, you know, the movie going public do the same thing. So um, so I just um, I figured we would talk about it with you and get your thoughts on it. So uh, please tell us about uh, David Gordon Green's new uh, venture into horror, The Exorcist Believer. Uh, you know, I, I gotta tell you, man, I, I kind of feel like, uh, this is the podcast, uh, equivalent of three guys who will say they're going to jump off a cliff and the first guy goes and the second are like, nah, that looks scary. We ain't doing that. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. It's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll be that guy. I'll be the first one off. You the rushed out to see it. Yeah, I was surprised. Um, no, because I, I wanted to see it. Yeah, I, I wanted I, I wanted to go and see this in the theater. Yeah. Um, and I, look, look I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. Like, I'll just tell you right off the bat. Um, is this the worst movie ever made? No. Is this the worst Exorcist movie? Far from it. <laughs> but it's not a great movie. Yeah. It's, it's almost kind of forgettable, if I'm being perfectly honest with you. And there's not a whole hell of a lot that really makes it an exorcist movie. I mean, there are some um, 
thematic similarities, there are some aesthetic similarities, but for the most part, it's it's all new characters. It's a whole new setting. Like the first, is it like the first three movies? Don't they all take place in like the DC area or in DC? Uh, well, Georgetown, which is yeah. So that like that's let's well, part of DC, like, right? Oh, right, this one takes place in Georgia. Okay. It's a completely new uh, set of characters. Well, I think that's where they're all from, these guys, because they think, I think they filmed the uh, Halloween movies in Georgia, too, right? Well, they film almost everything in Georgia now. Yeah, yeah. So it's like Atlanta is the place to be for Hollywood now, I guess, because it's so cheap. I, I mean, yeah, um, they've been filming things there for, for decades. Most of the TV yeah. shows that, you know, that are big that we've seen are filmed there. Most of the Marvel movies are shot in Atlanta. It's because the fucking environment is just so neutral. You know, you could just make it fucking anything. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. It's that like it's it's always like uh, like winter, spring, fall. It's just like it looks. <laughs> it just looks like Earth weather. You know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I get it. You know. Um, but in any case, um, so uh, we'll get I'll get into it a little bit as far as like what the story is, and if you've seen uh, if you've seen The Exorcist, you kind of know what to expect. Um, except this time, it's two girls who get possessed because the rule of the sequel, right? Just do the same thing but bigger. So it's it, it's just, the basic story is about um, a widowed father. He's raising this uh, 11, 12-year-old girl on his own. He's doing the best. He's doing it the best he can. Um, <laughs> for, for those of you who remember just the 10 of us. I do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's not just me. No, I remember. Half the cast of the fucking Nightmare on Elm series. I didn't see um, the... Yeah, no. I don't, I don't remember the theme song, but oh yeah, I remember the... There was a lot of... Uh, a lot of people in that show, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> As the title yeah. implies, but yeah, I remember. <laughs> At least 10. Um, <laughs> Maybe more. <laughs> Maybe more, and sometimes less. Um, single dad, he's, um, he's a photographer, trying real hard to um, kind of preserve the memory of his wife. His daughter never knew his wife because uh, his wife, passed away so the movie starts off this isn't really spoiling anything the movie starts off um, about 12 years ago i want to say it was in haiti um this photographer and his his pregnant wife are uh i i, he, I think he's on assignment maybe there or they don't really say why they're there but they're there um the, the photographers taking pictures and stuff, and the wife climbs to the top of this church. Uh, before this happens, though, she gets a she gets a blessing on on the baby. Like this this um, this woman blesses her her belly, you know. Okay. And then she uh, she, uh, she she climbs to the top of this church. She wants to look out the you know from the bell tower. An earthquake happens, and she survives long enough. So that they can, you know, get the baby out, and the baby is fine before the wife passes away. And they don't do the thing that, like, you would think they would do, was like the guy is maybe a little resentful of the child. Okay, you know what I mean? Because they could, they, they could have easily that put now. that in there for this kind of movie. Yes, they could. That have. struggle, like, none all of that, that stuff. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, there, there, there's none of that. Um, there is a little bit of a twist uh, involving that that I'm not going to get into that kind of comes into play later on in the movie. Okay. Again, I don't want to get into that. You know, if you want to go see the movie, please go see it for yourself. The dad drops the daughter off at school. The daughter's always very curious about the mom. You know, she actually went through, like, some of her mom's things, like, early on in the movie and took, was it a sweater or something or a necklace? It was something. And the dad got mad because she went through the mom's things and he keeps that stuff kind of precious. But in any case, he takes it back. Um, so he drops the daughter off at school, the daughter meets her friend, the two of them go through the whole school day, and then at the end of the day, they go off into the woods, because the daughter wants to try to communicate with her mom. Okay. Um, and that was the point of taking the thing that she took from her mom's school. Oh, to, to make some kind of seance, okay. Yes, yeah. yes. And that's the that's, um, that's where the possession I guess uh, comes. Um that's that's as far as I'm going to I'm going to go into the story anyway. Um because from there it kind of goes where you would expect it to go. Just um, typical exorcist stuff. Just typical exorcist stuff. Um with, with a couple of unique twists thrown in here and there, but nothing okay. So there were some surprises for you during the movie. Like, you weren't just totally like, all right. Uh, There were a few here and there, like, small little things. It was like, okay, that was was a nice little surprise thing they did that, like, I wouldn't necessarily expect. Okay. But for the most part, I'll say this. The first half of the movie, I was down for. First half of the movie, I'm about this. you, You got me. I like these characters. Um... It's, it's It was well-written. Um, it's a good-looking movie. And then about halfway through, it just starts getting stupid. Uh, it, it, it almost takes like this hard turn, especially once... I guess this is about where she comes in. Because it's no surprise, Ellen Burstyn is in this movie. She comes back to play Chris McNeil again, uh, Raven's mother. Yeah, I think I saw her in the, first movie. the preview, yeah. Yeah. Um, so she shows up about halfway through the movie. Is she like the priest character? Is that what, the, is that what that is? No, no. She's, um, I guess the catalyst for the exorcism. Yeah. Because, kind of like she was in the first movie. Okay. Cause I feel like when you think about the first exorcist, right. And it's supposed to be like the sequel to that movie. You think like, well, the priest, right. Like father Marin and, uh, father Damien. You know, they were the ones that were like the main characters, you know. And yeah. when I'm watching the preview for this movie, I just see the father as the main character. I don't even know, like, I don't even know who the fucking priest or whoever performs the exorcist is in this movie. Yeah, they do something a little different. All right, so uh, um, don't even say then. Um, is it good I, though? Uh, I, I do want to say it though. <laughs> it's a thing I want to say, but I don't want to say it. I think maybe later on we'll have to do, um, or maybe once we've all seen it, a follow. We can maybe do like a quick like round table discussion about it. Okay. Because there's, there's 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 there are things in this movie that like I want to talk about, um, but I can't do it here. I will say the way the exorcism is done is a little different from the way it's been done before in these movies. And I'll, I'll just leave it at that. Okay, yeah. I, mean, right. I, I want to be surprised, too, a little bit, you know. Right. Don't fuck this yeah, up for so me, man. Yeah, no, I'll leave it. No, no, no. I'll, I'll <laughs> I'll it. When you see this movie, you're going to be fucking it up for yourself. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I felt that way about half of them. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, you'll feel this way about half of this one, too. Mm. Like I said, the first half of the movie is really well done. I really dug it. I mean, I was in for it. I was like, okay, all right. I, I, I like this so far. I can't imagine how the fuck this... Oh, and then it happened. Yeah, it's, it's basically once Chris McNeil shows up and it's just like, um... So did you feel like it just became like too like fan servicey? Is that? He, yeah, it did start doing that. There, but here's the funny thing: there wasn't a ton of fan service stuff in this movie. There was some of it. Don't get me wrong, but it wasn't like um, like in his Halloween movies where it's just constant reference, constant reference. That's what I was going to ask you next. Yeah, okay. I mean, you get you get more references as the movie goes on, which but they make sense. Like within the context of the movie, I will say there is nothing that happens in this movie that contradicts any of the sequels. But they don't directly reference any of the sequels. No, no, that, he's doing what he did with Halloween. So like that's supposed to be just a new sequel trilogy to that first movie. Okay, but I guess I guess like like Halloween did con- like Halloween specifically took. Halloween two and H two O like right out of the equation when that movie started. Yeah, Halloween right. okay. Halloween twenty eighteen went out of its way. Right. To contradict Halloween they two made through references to a lot of the other movies. Yeah. Okay. So it doesn't do that. You're saying I gotcha. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, did you? How would you compare it to those Halloween movies? Hmm. Like, you, do you do you feel like yeah, it's the same guy made this like that made that, or did he actually like step up his game a little bit in certain places? And I feel like he did step up his game because the sense of humor that is present in. Uh, his Halloween movies is not there in this movie. You get little moments here and there, but this is a much more serious movie for the most part. Um, it's not scary. And that's the thing that really bothered me. Yeah, you mentioned that when we were talking through text. Like, the very little you talked about was that, like, kind of half it wasn't that great and it wasn't scary and i'm like wow that that, that kind of defeats the purpose of what this movie is supposed to be it does yeah. it does because like the first exorcist movie like that movie's kind of terrifying it is yeah <laughs> but but this movie it's just not it wasn't just terrifying it was terrifying and shocking yes and you know you'd have to kind of do both if you want to try and keep up with it being the same league I didn't think that they were going to, but I wouldn't have been shocked if they did. Like, I, I feel like there's a good movie somewhere in all those Halloween movies he did. Um, I just thought it was a little, little bit of a mess. Yeah, and I thought, all right, well, maybe it'll, you know they'll get it right with this one. Because um, I'm always going to be, like, you know, optimistic about going to see something. Um, even if I kind of have a feeling and, like, <laughs> logical reasons to think it's not going to be good. I was surprised it tanked as much as it did. And I, I think I even said that to you when we talked about the Heretic, because you mentioned that the reviews were in and they weren't good. And I'm like, wow, I'm kind of surprised. I thought it was going to be a little bit better than that. And uh, you seeing it, yeah, I mean, obviously confirms that. But I think that um, people are going to see it anyway, but probably not in a theater. Yeah, I would imagine a lot of people are going to end up watching this on streaming, which is, yeah. I don't know, I would say probably the right way to go about it at this point. Like, there's nothing that happens in this movie that's like, begs to be seen on the big screen, you know what I mean? Like, it's not, it's really not that movie. Um, I don't know, it's, it's, it's just... Yeah, I can make an argument for anything most of the time to see in a, in a theater, you know, that's like 
something in this realm at least. Something that's in this kind of oh, yeah. yeah. But like like when we saw Scream, yeah, I mean most people could see that in their homes, I think, and that would be fine. But with Scream Six, that remember how great the sound was in that movie. It really made a oh, big yeah. impact. Yeah. That was great. Obviously Evil Dead Rise uh, was quite a spectacle, so I'm glad I saw it in the theater. I want yeah. to see it in the theater for those same reasons. I thought, actually, both those reasons, I thought it would probably be pretty good. Um, but yeah, you're saying kind of, eh, not really. Yeah, I just don't really feel like it was it was worth it. Um, it's you know, like we said, you know, going to the movies is expensive now. When when you do plunk down your money to see a movie, you want it to be an experience. Um, and unfortunately, this was not that. Yeah, that's a shame. Well, I mean, obviously, uh, we're going to see it at some point, right? Um, me and me and Matt. And we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit again, I think. Maybe we'll, we'll kind of put it on the end of an episode or something like that, uh, it, what our thoughts were. But, um, yeah, I mean, they, there you have it. It's just kind of uh, not great. But, you know, that's been the curse of the Exodus movies, I think, period, because... Besides the third one, which is pretty good, it's not great, by the way. We'll, we're going to talk about that uh, next week. Uh, sure, it's got its issues, absolutely. Yeah, it, the other ones are just not great. Like two is terrible. The prequels are weird. The, the, the situation that occurred, which we'll get into, you know, as well, the following week, uh, is kind of odd too. So uh, they know, they just don't have a great history of um, being any good, honestly. So it, it, no. it would have been nice to kind of break that curse, but, you know, we, we got what we got. So, um, yeah. Well, I'll tell you, David Gordon Green was not the one to break that curse. That was the uh, that was the idea. No, I don't know why <laughs> would we think that's the case. But, uh, all right, well, I'm glad to hear your thoughts on it. And um, It's all right. Uh, I wouldn't pay to see it again. I wouldn't suggest you pay to see it. I want to watch it, all right. But you're not going to get much out of it. I felt like you're like a weatherman on report, <laughs> and I'm in my cozy home, and I'm like, how's it going? And you're just like, well, it's a real shitstorm out here. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that sucks. <laughs> you're going to get good things flying at me. <laughs> that, that's the kind of review this is. <laughs> there you have it. All right, well, thank you guys for listening, as always. Exodus Month will continue strongly with a, uh, with a good sequel for once, and then we're going to get into some really shitty sequels again, or prequels for that matter. Uh, and that's it. But we do have a really great... Uh, episode to close out the month which is uh, on Halloween how to fix the franchise we had a good time doing that last time uh, so Matt's going to join us it'll be even longer and we'll probably get into some just good old fashioned Halloween stuff throughout that episode as well it'll be a long one we'll have that on Halloween day itself and uh, yeah so we will see you guys next week with a couple more episodes thank you guys for listening thank you Justin for seeing this I feel bad yeah no you don't <laughs> nah a little bit um <laughs> All right. <laughs> Good fucking night. Good night, everybody. Hey, guys, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to our podcast on Spotify and Apple iTunes. Also, you can follow us on social media. We have Twitter, and that's at Sexy Vamp Teeth. We also have Instagram at the Sexy Vampire Teeth Podcast. So if you guys want updates on the show, please follow us on our social media sites, and make sure to tune in every Monday night for a new episode. Thanks for listening, guys, and good night. You've been listening to the Sexy Vampire Teeth Podcast.